everyone and welcome. Hello, it's Thursday and you know what Thursday is beyond small talk day. Happy Thursday. My name is Jackie Janik. I'm a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today you are watching Beyond Small Talk. Real women, real conversations, elevating womankind one talk at a time. And as we approach this is episode number 33, my co-host today. Her name is Julie and her handle is at Selling is Feminine. And today we're gonna to be talking about economic empowerment for women. What does that mean? What does that look like? How do you get it? Because hello, what, what would economic empowerment mean for us women and I pause when I say that because it really starts the wheels turning and me pondering at what does that mean and what types of freedoms is associated with economic empowerment. Now, Julie is a feminine leadership and sales coach. She teaches women how to radically shift their mindset to mindset so they can be more effective in selling and bringing forth their natural feminine superpowers to find more freedom and fun in sales. So I'm guessing that a key to economic empowerment for women is sales. Well, let's bring Julie on again. Her hashtag, her hashtag, her handle is selling is feminine. She just joined. Oh, there's Julie coming from Costa Rica. And let's get more about like what's going on in Costa Rica today because I know in New York it is hot AF and I'm just dying here. Hello. Ooh. And welcome to Beyond Small Talk. I was just like you're calling in from Costa calling and we're on IG live from Costa Rica. Hello. How are you? I'm so good. I am so excited to this is my first time on an Instagram live you know, podcasts before and chatted with people, but so it's, it's fun to learn the new technology is, can you hear me? Okay. Is the connection good? All of those things. Yeah, I can hear you. I can see you. You look you're glowing. You look beautiful. Thank you. So yes. I actually, what's interesting is so I, I think you mentioned I'm in Costa Rica and it's very sunny here and the window next to me is, is very large and there's so much light coming in so i had to make it dark and use some lights so that you could see me and i didn't you know like we didn't have all this glare <laughs> yeah no it, it works so so costa rica is a nice day there huh yeah yeah i mean this right now like the seasons are opposite of the u.s i was watching your stories earlier and i know it's so hot in new york and right now it's it, it's it's beginning of the rainy season here so that's kind of the beginning of the fall slash winter but it's still really warm so it's been on and off showers today with sun but it's still like 80 degrees oh i mean perfect yeah yeah here it's like i'm dying i've been inside with ac all day and i and i like to get outside like who wants being trapped inside all day so it's like okay but i look forward to be on small talk and i started i introduced you as you are a feminine leadership and sales coach and the uh, episode topic is called um economic empowerment so i've been really pondering what this means but i'm turning to you you're the expert what does that mean to you and what does it look like how does it feel can you share that yeah i would love to so i mean there is probably a classic definition but like how yeah. i think about economic empowerment is getting more money in the hands of women that's like the simplest definition and 
so like a more reflect reflectful reflective thoughtful answer on this is to you know take the context that we live in right so in the world that we live in most of us realize that there is a pay gap between men and women right many of us have seen some of the statistics like that shows you like on every white man's dollar like what women make and depending on how you identify you're somewhere in a hierarchy below that right it's not comparable with like i think one of the last ones i look at you know women asian women make 90 cents on the dollar and then it just goes down from there with like latino and um, native american women making as little as 50 cents on the dollar so so we all know in this world that when we go out and work, we don't get paid the same, right? As mm -hmm. So there's that piece to it. And then the other piece is there's a lot of work that women do that in our economic system is not valued. We call it invisible labor. So things mm. that, that we do um, in terms of like child rearing, um, taking care of the household, taking care of parents, grandparents, other people, all the things that go with being in the house, right? This, this is work. This is ways that we're yeah. using mental and physical energy, but it isn't valued in our economic system. And so these are challenges for women to make money, right? And have full sovereignty and ability to control their destiny because their ability to get money is more difficult than for men, right? So this, so how can we get more money into the hands of women? That's what I think economic empowerment is in the current environment that we have. I mean, I like that it's simple, direct, and to the point, and 100% agree. And especially during the pandemic and, you know, what's going on, I've read some, I don't, I don't quote me on these stats, but women had to um, resign from their work because the children were at home. And Basically, women in the workforce have taken one of the biggest brunt from what I read um, during this pandemic. And now what now what is our future? Like, how do we reenter the market when reentering? Will we be paid at the same salary as, you know, 18 months ago? Because we lost 18 months of either nurturing, growing or putting time and effort into our careers, profession, jobs, etc. What does it look like for us now? Which um, it always very much frustrates me, this um, making less money than what men do. And I know, you know, when we have same titles and you show up, but you don't show up the same because some people aren't always pulling their weight, but you know they're making more than you. It really, like, um, it's one thing that, like, gets me really, really. <laughs> As I know I'm rambling, but I get so angry about it. Yeah. As you should, right? I mean, it, it's just the system is is not fair, right? It's not just. And so, I mean, if if two people are doing the same work, there should be no um, value placed on that in terms of like gender, right, or identity yeah. level. So, I think that is yeah. Um, but one thing that's really exciting because you were absolutely right. Uh, the so many women that were going to work, right now we're staying at home and then they were bearing the brunt of being at home and then their children were home. So then they were like organizing homeschool while working. And I mean, just everything all at once, they had no separation. But something that's really exciting is that because of COVID and now so many more people 
working from home. And then we have technology where more people are starting their own businesses, right? Ooh. There's a real opportunity for women to take their skills and start their own business, right? We have technology such as social media and Zoom and all these other ways for you to get your message out and to, to do the same work that you do, but depending on what it is, but if you can for yourself and then you can set your own wages and you can value your own time. And, um, and so the, the world has never been more set up for this than right now. So that's the exciting opportunity that I see. Yeah, no, that's great. That awesome news because that's, that's a solution. That's the solution because women have so much to give. And what does that look like? So that was like leading into the question. So what does it look like for us next? And opportunities to share our gifts, our purpose and passion in a new way versus working for somebody else and what was, you know, tradition. Um, oh, that is exciting. Well, thanks for sharing that. So part of like that, so say we start our own businesses or we do, you know, that kind of side business um, to create more money and to get money in women's hands. I'm very mindful about where I put my money as well. So like, for example, I'm always wearing a women's own business clothing. Um, I love putting my money towards women's fashion and things like that. I mean, I buy other stuff, but if I could only, only buy from Winima and I would. Um, I'm mindful about who I work with. Um, obviously, I'm a, I run a Beyond Small Talk for women only. <laughs> so helping to support women and growing their platforms as well. Um, so what's one key around that if we're starting our own business or what's going to get us there? What do we have to, what skill do we need? Right, right. You bring up a really good point. Like our power we have with our with our money. And so it is awesome to be really thoughtful about that and, and support people and, and companies and interests that really align with you. So I love that you do that. Thank you. I do that too. Um, but I think one, the piece that's really important, right? The number one reason like any business fails, but definitely a smaller business um, is not enough revenue, not enough sales. So sales is the skill that if you have your own business that you can't avoid having. And so investing a little bit of time around your mindset there and your skill set there is one of the most impactful things you can do. And the good news is, because most people I know, especially women, especially if they've never done any selling in their life professionally, don't like sales, right? And there's good reason for that. But, um, but women don't understand that they're already naturally good at selling. There are mm. feminine qualities that are innate to you that you use every single day in your life. Those are actually your superpowers in selling. That's what I found. So I've been selling, like being paid to sell for mm -hmm. over and I've learned a few things from being in thousands of selling conversations and the most successful selling, and it doesn't even really matter what, how you identify, like if you're a man or woman or any other way is always grounded in connecting and caring with, for that person and centering their needs. That's really what selling is. If you can help someone get what they want, then you win too quote unquote, like, and so in order to do that, there is, there is 
this is where your feminine strengths really come. You're, you're building a relationship with someone. You're connecting with them. You're listening to them really well, right? You're understanding and relating to them and empathizing and understanding what their challenges are or how you might be of service to them. It's a serving role that you're in. You're using your intuition, to your feminine intuition to guide that conversation on how to like more deeply understand this person. And so it is the person that can do that the best and help that prospect, that person get what it is that they want that is the most successful in selling. And this is something women do naturally all the time. They don't even recognize it. Well, yes, we do. Sorry, I was, not that I wasn't listening, I was listening so intently that I took down notes because just your, you know, feminine intuition to guide the conversation. Like, I think, um, how sales has been set up or set up in our minds. I like how you talked about our mindset as well is that it's like sleazy. It's like that, you know, car salesman always talked about that. You're always trying to get something out of somebody. Like I'm trying to get it instead of your mindset is no, I'm being of service to others and using my feminine intuition to start this conversation. That's really all about building relationships and nurturing, right? If we come from that place, this is what I'm hearing from you. That's why I just got excited because you gave me a little like mind shift, little tink. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what it really is. And what do women do really well or innately we can is building relationships and circles and um, listening and oh, it feels so much better saying that versus sales is and what I notice in my daytime job is that people the sales people are forgetting to listen right mm -hmm. it's all yada 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 this is what I can do for you this is what I have for you this is the, 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 the. instead of just and like listen to what somebody needs, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I want to point something out really quickly because it's it's part of the oppression to women. And I, I really like many women feel like they're not good at sales and there's something wrong with them. Like it's some sort of default in them. And I just really want to say that's so not true. We are conditioned to think of selling in a, in a specific way. And I just want to like, well, I always talk about movies because movie, mm -hmm. there's, there's such good reference points. And, um, well, it depends on your age because, you know, different movies go with different generations. <laughs> but have you seen the movie National Lampoon's Vacation? This is old school with Chevy Chase or is that? Yes. Okay. No, that you're in my, yeah, wheelhouse there of age. Yeah. Okay. So there's this, scene in the movie where Clark, who's Chevy Chase, goes with his son to the car, to the car dealership to pick up a car that they had ordered for the vacation they're going on. And they get there, right? And they find the car salesman and they're like, okay, we're here to pick up our car. And the car salesman's like, but go look at this car over here. And it's like this really ugly car. It's like pea green with wood paneling. It's so ugly. And both Clark and his son look at each other and they tell the car salesman, hey, we did not order this car. And they were all excited about this Arctic blue power wagon they're getting. And they're like, where is that? And the car salesman just continues to go, but no, Clark, you want this. It's going to be better for your family and blah, blah, blah. Ignoring their needs, ignoring what they wanted, trying to convince them to do something that they don't want to do. And the scene ends with Clark and his son driving out of the car dealership in that car that they said they didn't want, that they didn't come to pick up. Somehow they got it. 
and that's just like within the the movie, right? The movie isn't even about sales, but those are the messages that we're receiving uh. about sales. First of all, you almost only see people selling that are men, right? And then in, in the movies, and then it's seen as exploitative, manipulative, trickery, um, like all these things that I don't really know any woman who wants to act like that. You know, they don't want to try to con convince someone, especially if they're selling like a service or an offering that they have that feels kind of personal and they put their heart and soul and they don't want to convince and manipulate and exploit someone to work with them. They want it to be a hell yes for them, you know, both mm -hmm. ways. And so it is not like if you are a woman that hates selling, like, don't feel like it's not your fault. And I act like I just ask you to get a little bit more like granular with that and see like what messages really formed that. Also, people have lived experiences where they've been really sold to and it felt terrible, right? And the thing is, is that this whole world of business and selling is had like it was created a long time ago by a select group of men. Women weren't even in the workforce. And so all we see in dominant culture selling is aggressiveness, competition, manipulation, all of these things. And also as a woman, you're not allowed to act that way, right? Because if you act that way, even if you wanted to act that way, let's say, there's blowback for it, right? Because then you're a bitch, you're pushy, you're bossy, you're all of these negative things. So it's almost, it was almost set up for you not to succeed at it. But um, but I'm just here to say that the most successful people know it's all about bringing your feminine characteristics to the conversation. You can be you and be super powerful and effective. Yes, 100%, because I'm thinking that too, like, where did the message come from? I think that's a great um, exercise for any woman to do who feels like, oh, their belief system around sales, right? Where did that come from? Movies, you're right, or personal experiences. Um, you're sold to or being sold to, I feel like, every day all around you, right? Constantly. If you're watching TV, every commercial is trying to sell you something or tell you something or give you a different type of message or trying to form your belief system that, yeah, just being mindful. That's one exercise. And two, you're so right. At work, anytime a woman seems to be aggressive, right? She's bitchy. Or I've heard things like, oh, it's the wrong time of month for you. I'm like, Really? Why is that acceptable? But a man all of a sudden has a bit of aggressive. He's powerful and strong and he demands respect, right? It just continues to blow my mind that in 2021, we still have these conversations around what in the workforce for women it's like. And it literally still blows my mind because, again, during my day job, I know I can be, and I am, um, I demand respect and I do what I do really well. And I do know that I hear little things of like, oh, Jackie's in a mood today. And I'm like, no. <laughs> right? So isn't that interesting that we still, it's sad. It is sad. That part's sad. It sucks. I mean, there's great stuff coming out, but like, why do we still have to talk about that? You know? Mm -hmm. You know, I thought a lot about that because I mean, it, it, it is sad. And you're like, wow, it's the 20, you know, the 21st century. We're in 2021. Yeah. Why is this still going on? But then if you almost put it in context, not to justify it, but to understand it, it's yeah. like, 
125 years ago, you and I, like the best we could want for our lives was to marry well, right? We were mm. ourselves. And, and so the vestiges of that system are still being perpetuated, you know? Um, and without doing a little bit of internal work, we as women can perpetuate them too. Like if I, yes. if I being aggressive, right? And I call you a bitch, or bossy, I'm perpetuating that idea versus just being a stand. Hey, she's expressing her full humanity, right? Like, because every person has both masculine and feminine characteristics. And as human beings, regardless of how you identify, you should be able to bring all of them to the table, right? And so, yeah, yeah one thing that I work on I want these systems that I want to dismantle, I have to look inside myself and see where they are in me and how I'm contributing to them. And so, um, yeah, if I see a woman act in ways that aren't quote unquote traditionally um, feminine, good for her. I'm not gonna say a word except be in support, you know, because that is how we, we let that story die, right? If I don't say anything about it. And so, um, yeah, I always just, I'm trying to constantly look inside myself and see how I've internalized these systems and what I can do to at least stop perpetuating what I can be aware of, you know, to, to contribute to that story dying. Because in, in time, like, I mean, 125 years in the span of human history is like a second. <laughs> yeah. No, and you're so right. And I talk a lot about this and ask a lot of co-hosts about women supporting women. How do they feel that on a level, like, where are we? One, personal life, but it then in different sectors of our life, like in corporate America and work, how much do women really support women? And I ask, like, what do you, what, how do you feel about that? How much do we really do it? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I think, I think it's something we're all learning how to do it. Right. Because I think we can't really support another woman until we do a little work inside ourselves to see how we've internalized these systems of oppression that you know and so it starts there um, because mm -hmm. oftentimes really good-hearted people with really good intentions perpetuate all kinds of harmful things I know I have in the past and I probably still do you know I, I don't think anyone's perfect so I think I think you know, there has to be a little bit of, of looking inward, you know, and understanding how we've internalized some of these things um, that, you know, so that so that's, so that's my take. I mean, I haven't worked in a corporate environment for 10 years, but I did work in a corporate environment for a long time. And um, yeah, the women that tended to move up were seen in a particular way, right? They were mm -hmm. seen as, um, by other women as like, you know, seducing men or, you know, using their sexuality to move up the ranks or, you know, that, that's how they were being seen by other women. And that is not, that is only strengthening that story. And so, um yeah, it's, it's tricky. I just try to have a lot of compassion for women because at the end of the day, we're living in a system that the incentives are, like women are still valued mostly for how they look, right? That's their mm -hmm. value. And so if that's your value and you're trying to move up in a system that values that, that's why some women 
probably use it to get where they're trying to go. So I also want to have compassion because they're living in this system too. So it's a tricky, tricky question. What do you think? Yeah, but no, I like that you said it's a learn. It's learning. Um, I'm, I'm still learning about it. Um, I think I've done I, and been doing the inner work for 15 years. I started at 30 years old, sitting in women's circles, joining groups, going through coaches and things like that. So I feel like while I'm not saying it will ever go away, like, oh, my God, I won't have a thought about a woman that's not supportive. Of course, like you're human. It's, I, I, it's still healing some of those um, things that are deeply rooted and probably generationally deeply rooted in me, right? That I just catch myself faster. I think the learning process and the growth is that I'm really aware of it. And I'm aware how long I stay on that and I'm aware of my behaviors around it. And a lot of times I'm really aware while I'm doing it, right? So sometimes I catch myself like this and I'm like, like you said, have compassion. Like, okay, there's something going on. It's not me. It's like, okay, and I move on. Other times there's more because I have to do some of my own personal healing around that specific thing yeah. um, that takes me longer. And I know, and I'm putting it all out there, full transparency, have those dialogues that, you know, like, continued this message around women not supporting women versus women supporting women. And I know I do beyond small talk. It's all about women so supporting women. And I have to say, I'm like 90% there people, 90%, but every once in a while, I'm still healing too. You know, like there's things that I'm sure you've experienced. I've experienced that by 45 years old and generationally, I'm learning more about generations and where it still is within us. Right. Um, that I'm working on it too. So sometimes it comes out. But again, mindset, knowing, self-awareness. Yeah, and I think, you know, to your point, brains are brains. And brains have a lot of things going on. And I think it's like <laughs> ever getting rid of the thoughts. Like, I think we're always going to have these thoughts that are negative or not supportive. Or I mean, there's no way you could just have thoughts that are positive. Yeah. Right? You wouldn't even know they're positive without having negative, right? You have to have the yin and the yang. But it's more just like an awareness when they pop up to just not like almost like sleepingly, unconsciously like do something, but like having a little bit more thoughtfulness and, and conscientiousness about how you, not having the thought, but how you then put it out into the world or what your interaction is or your behavior after it. I think that's all we can really ask of each other and ourselves because these brains man <laughs> you know it's brains do what brains do they're trying to keep you safe and um and with trying to keep you safe and that that means that it's going to keep you small and keep you you know you you avoid a lot of rejection and all these things that aren't you have to go against your brain to grow, right? Because your, your, your brain is just trying to keep you small and safe and secure and comfortable and knowing where you are, so. Yeah, that brain and that ego of yours, like our ego really wants to keep us, right, safe and small. And in their world, you not facing fears or, you know, stepping out of bounds and playing in your own little sandbox. That's where they like you, right? Um, so when we talk about selling, can you give, I know I love um, feminine intuition to guide the conversation and growing that relationship and listening. Is there any other 
like foundational skill you can share that can really help women in selling? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things beyond those skills is just feeling good about selling or what you're doing when you're like in your body already, because the statistic I've read a lot of different statistics, but a big part of communication is on, right? That is body language. It's these other things. So when you show up and if you feel, you know, good and grounded in yourself and what you're doing and why you're there and you have the best intentions and your integrity is intact, someone's going to feel that. And it makes every single thing that you do and say more powerful, right? Because when you like feel when you're uncomfortable or anxious about what you're doing, no matter what you say to the person talking to you, they're going to feel like this incongruency, right? Because your words are kind of energetically have this and then your body animal body, like that visceral part, emotional part of you is telling them something else. So, so yeah, the more you can be aligned and then just, you know, it's all about emotionally connecting with someone, you know, through, through relating and storytelling. And, and just really helping someone get what they want. Like when you do that, and women do this all the time naturally. All the time. That, 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 if you look at selling like that, it will make it just so much easier. And it'll always be an opportunity to connect with someone and have some fun and changes the whole dynamic. Yeah, that is so true because you could have something coming out of your mouth, but people feel if that's not like the truth right if that's not who you are you believe what you're saying or what you're talking about you feel it you can see it in someone's like face being energy um yeah that's a good point because i've mentioned my daughter sophie she's autistic and has minimal verbal so we do a lot of nonverbal communication and the more i think about it any person who I feel is like selling me with not intention like not good intention I could feel it I could feel it by their how they sit that that's always my favorite part when someone is real trying to sell you something but and I made that kind of face because it doesn't feel good the kind of sale it's like and you generally a male they have a certain way that they sit right I know not when you listen on the podcast you can't see me people but it's always like this way or how they position their legs are always a bit more opened or they have this like like you get what I'm saying right like this feeling in their body language where they're like and I'm like that's not going to help sell me <laughs> right so interesting because that body language is so powerful there's this really good Simon Sinek do you know him TED talk Mm-mm. um so it's like all about your why, but he talks about um, our brain. And so you have like your, your, your neocortex, which is your more developed brain where language comes from, where rational thought comes from. And then you have like your limbic brain, which is like your old prehistoric brain. And that brain is all emotion. It has no verbal language to it. But it is the center of where we build trust with people, where we make buying decisions, and where where we behave from. So when you connect with someone on that level, that is when, you know, like things are going to happen. Because that is, that people want to be inspired, people want to feel you, and that is where they decide if they trust you, they're going to buy from you, how they're going to, you know, how they're going to be towards you. So that body language, that animal body, that, that 
not that 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 part of us where there is no verbal language is really powerful. Yeah, and I don't think we always remember that while part of this selling and just being is like how do we hold ourselves like uh when I'm I'm always like this or sometimes I tell people oh my god sorry I'm so like in your face because I'm so intent like intentional of like I want to know more of you you know and I tend to be a little bit like feel like oh my god I like to hug and I like to be like oh my god like a little like that but that's generally who I am so some people when <laughs> they first meet me they're a little like okay <laughs> my husband told me the other day he's like you could be a lot and i said that's a good thing like you know but i'm a lot to people who i want to be a lot to if that makes sense i'm a lot to like when i want to be in a conversation with someone when i'm finding them interesting and intriguing and like so curious i'm a lot because i want to know you and just like you know get that connection with you um and you could see it through my body language i talk with my hands a lot like things like that I'm all for it. Yes. I and and I love women that are a lot cuz they just have a lot of passion and fire and and you know they're engaged and they're alive and they're just like so into something. That's that's yummy. That's so juicy. That's good. Yeah, I'm going to be like next time I'll be like, thank you. That's what I said. Thank you. Sometimes yeah. I am a lot. Whatever. <laughs> well, Julie, thank you so much. And again, like I have my notes here because the mind shift like just a little like that's all we need is just like this little tick like just click of like where am and and to be honest i've had other sales, like many sales conversations and talking to other women's other women about our superpower around selling and i needed i need to hear it multiple times let's just be real like most people while they learn one i'm a visual learner but two i need to keep hearing it and it's just how you presented it felt really good. So mm. thank you for that. Mm. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. We yeah, women are you. have amazing skills and gifts for this world and even if the world hasn't yet gotten on board with valuing them that valuing them, we should because they're going to be powerful and help us and the world will catch up. <laughs> we will make sure of that. <laughs> I like that one we'll to catch up. Um yes, we have our first New York women woman governor. <sighs> Was just uh yesterday. Just came New York, New York, good old New York first woman. I usually follow up on these politics, uh, but I haven't in the last few days. So who won? I did, I yeah. Well, me. Andrew Andrew Cuomo resigned. Signed, okay. Yes, and I can't pronounce her um, name right. I'm looking it up, like, right now. Um, I just have a problem. But anyway, the point is, is that I'm excited for her. I'm excited. I don't really know much about her politics. or But the one thing that she's – Kathy Hogel. Hogel, H-O-C-H-U-L, Kathy Hogel. But the one thing that she said that I caught was that she said we're going to – her – term is going to be all about transparency she goes there's going to be full transparency what goes on in this office and I was like maybe that's what women do really well like maybe they share and they show up in this yes different energy way than like an Andrew Cuomo who was traditionally ran the state as my way or the highway with an iron fist um and this is not a political it's just every 
this is how he ran things. Like he ran it. Like that's who, and that's a very older school way to run things. And she came in on Monday and was like full transparency. And literally within, since Monday or Tuesday started doing it. And you started seeing um, new numbers around COVID and what's going on in the office. She put it all out there already. She's like full transparency. I'd rather someone be say that to me and give me news that I might not agree with or might not like, or doesn't make me happy or sad. I like that kind of transparent honesty. Builds trust for sure, right? You're like, this person's going to tell me how it is, regardless of it's, if it's going to help them or not. And there's something really wonderful about that, especially in the current envi environment, you know? So, wow. And so she's going to be the first female governor? She's the fir yes, first female governor of New York. Um, yeah. So I was like, right on. Again, I don't know her politics. I don't know everything she stands for. And I didn't look to, but I said, maybe it's a, it's a breath of fresh air to have some woman energy or something. Come on. It's been men, 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 men. Let's try something new. Look where that's gotten us. And, and again, I'm not a man hater. I think men do wonderful things in the world and for, and there's time for evolution and change and progression and equality. Absolutely. 100%. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Julie. Can you tell Beyond Small Talk where we can find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram. And my handle is at selling is feminine. That's how much I believe in women's feminine qualities as their superpowers. I've named my handle and I actually have a program for, for women, um, for small business owners, entrepreneurs, service-based providers. Um, and it's called the selling is feminine training program where we go through six weeks uh, like step by step, um, getting getting your mind sorted and 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 learning the skills and tools to bring forth your feminine qualities in selling conversations to be really powerful and successful. So um, yes, that is where you can find me, and that's actually my website too, sellingisfeminine.com. But yeah, come hang out with me on Instagram. That'd be fun. Yes, and I'll tag all that and put that in the show notes so everyone go follow Juliet Selling is Feminine. And thank you, thank you so much for calling us, calling us in from uh, Costa Rica and having your first IG Live. I hope you have plenty more and happy to join you again on a live. So I would love that. It's been so fun to talk to you. I love your energy and your passion. And you are, thank I love you. your muchness. Give it to me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always a lot, a lot on this RG. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Beyond Small Talk community. Um, you're the this will go live on the pod tomorrow. So if you missed this live, always free to check us out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or Audible. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Have so fun. Bye. Thank you.